0: So if you're looking for more coverage of the world of Japanese wrestling, check out the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling
1: Podcast Network, available on all of your favorite podcast apps.
2: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Hungy here on the Voice of Wrestling Podcasting Network. My name is Tyler Fornes, and with me, as always, is Fred, no gimmicks needed, Steve the Samurai Moreland. How are you, sir? Doing well. How are you? I'm good. I've got two dogs playing next to me, and they're not barking, so I'm going to take that as a win. We have a very special guest here today. He is the lead reviewer for Wrestling Observer Newsletter's uh, Ring of Honor coverage and Voice of Wrestling His own creator of the Dynamite Dozen, the Brockumentary, and the Bummer of Punk. He is Mr. Suit Williams. Suit, how are you? I'm doing well. Glad to be on.
2: Good, the bad, and the hungry.
0: The king of NXT recaps?
2: (laughs) I am working through that show right now. I'm not enjoying it. (laughs) Who can blame you for not enjoying No Mercy? Well...
1: We are not here to talk about No Mercy. So we are here to talk about your wonderful creation. That is the Dynamite Dozen. Um, take us through real quick your thought process behind creating it. And then we want to dive in, just right in and, and get your thoughts on the best matches of the year from the A show in professional wrestling.
2: Yeah, so my thought process on when I was creating the uh, list back in 2020 was AEW only does four pay-per-views a year and they have been giving out such high quality television wrestling like tv wrestling at a level like unseen before in wrestling so i wanted to like document the best stuff that uh, AEW was putting on television and uh highlight it and kind of just uh do a nice little uh like recap of the year in a sort of sense and so i've been doing this uh 2020 2021 22 this will be the fourth Dynamite Dozen, and uh, yeah, it's been fun looking back at all these, putting these things all together, and kind of um, format formatting and tinkering with the uh, with the process. It's been fun and like uh, kind of just re- going back and remembering like the best stuff of the year that AEW's done, and uh, yeah, it's been very fun. And this list is very fun too.
1: Yeah, we're really excited to uh, talk about this list. Now, let's just dive in. We have our own dynamite dozens that we'll we'll talk about at the end of the show, but we wanna we wanna focus on yours because yours is the creme de la creme. And let's just dive right into it. Suit. Where uh, we'll start
2: at twelve and work our way up. What well, do you hold 12? on. We do oh. have an our honorable half dozen the six matches that just missed out on the list. Okay. And I figured it was nice to. You know, I like alliteration. If you can't tell, dynamite dozen, <laughs> honorable half dozen. Now, so so, had... uh, is
0: this your personal opinions, or is this based off of cage match data? Or
2: yes, this is, and I meant to go into that. Uh, the list was based on a it was a combination of a cage match uh, ratings and grapple app ratings. Now, the grapple app sunsetted in June. So now it's just cage match ratings where I'm taking the, uh, the ratings and just rating them highest to lowest. Any ties are broken by what match has, the, uh, has more ratings uh, at the time. Cool. Yeah, so uh, I will start with the Honorable Half Dozen. This is uh, 18 to 13 on the list if you uh, want to keep track. So, at number 18, just sneaking onto the list, from the January 11th, 2023 episode of Dynamite, it is Hangman Page versus John Moxley, Hangman's return from the concussion. Uh, This got an 8.38 rating on 459 total ratings. So, this was Hangman coming back from the concussion, taking on Mox in L.A., on that big Forum Dynamite and uh, getting his win back and uh, kind of re-kicking off the uh, feud that Hangman was in for most of this year. So that is number 18. Uh, number, uh, By the way, keeping an ear out for that January 11th Dynamite. We're going to be hearing that. Uh, we're going to be hearing January <laughs> 11th a few times number 17 number uh five on the honorable half dozen from the november 23rd dynamite in chicago it is chris jericho defending the ring of honor world title against tomohiro ishii this got an 8.4 with 314 total ratings this was uh i just watched the highlights of that match and uh the YouTube clip starts, and Jericho's chest is already bleeding from Ichi's chops. <laughs> nice. Yeah, man. An That's all-time
1: what's... legendary shot.
2: So great. Excellent, excellent stuff. All right. Number 654 on the Honorable Half Dozen. Remember, these are the honorable mentions. From the January 11th Dynamite from Los Angeles. Escalera de la Muerte, Death Triangle versus the Elite, the seventh, a game seven in the best of seven. It's had an 8.47 rating on 461 ratings. And yeah, you know, casual, casual ladder match with six of the best workers in the world. (laughs) And it just squeaks on to the honorable mentions.
1: Casual ladder match might be my favorite line of the year.
2: <laughs> Barely worth mentioning. There you go. A little, a little mention right here. All right, number three on the honorable half dozen. From the February 1st Dynamite from Cincinnati, Ohio. It is Hangman Page versus John Moxley three. Uh, that is the one where Mox got the roll-up win, and neither guy was happy, and that led to the uh, Texas death match at Revolution. Uh, this got an 8.57 on 363 total ratings. So, Hangman and Mock with two matches hitting the honorable half dozen. Up to number two from the January 11th Dynamite from Los Angeles. Third of three. It is Brian Danielson versus Kenosuke Takeshita. This was Danielson's Road to uh, Road to Revolution, his Road to MJF in the Iron Man match. Uh, this had an 8.57 rating on 461 total rating, So this uh, same rating as Hangman Mox 3, but more ratings. So it uh, gets the bump up there. And then the uh, number one match on the Honorable Half Dozen, the last Honorable Mention... And the last time these two were tolerable. From the June 14th Dynamite, Adam Cole versus MJF in the AEW World Title Eliminator. The 30-minute draw that made me think these two would have a good feud. And, well, things changed, guys. Things changed. Well, it would be the best thing on NXT, at least. That's debatable. Uh... (laughs) 8.5 on 442 ratings Uh, go ahead the
1: one thing the one thing i found really interesting with these is it's multiple john moxley and hangman page matches but neither one of them was the concussion match and i i'm i'm intrigued to see if that ended up making the top 10 because even though it had a wonky finish that match was
2: phenomenal I can tell you right now that match is not on the list. I was interested in the same thing. Uh, I looked it up earlier, but I don't have it to hand. I think that match has like a 6.5 or something. And I think that's due to the concussion kind of taking everybody out of it. But yeah, I looked that up earlier because I was interested too. I was wondering, was that match in the time frame? I think it was. And it was, but the rating just wasn't high enough. Yeah. It, was there anything
1: on this half dozen that, that surprised you, Sue, as you were compiling this, that didn't make it to the top 12, but ended up in
2: that honorable mention category? Uh, the latter match, I thought that would have been a shoo-in at the time I watched it. Um, I just thought, you know, it being the big peak of the best of seven series would have been the, uh, it would have made the list as kind of like a, Kind of like a given, like the peak of the feud, I will say Mm -hmm. this. We got another Death Triangle Elite match on the list. So keep an eye out for that. And then uh, Cole versus MJF. I thought that match was was fantastic. I did um, an instant reaction to that show with Rich Creech for the flagship. And uh, yeah, we just raved about that match. I think we both went like four and a half on it. And it's got an 8.58, which is divided by two. That's four and a quarter. Yeah. So it, you know, cage match. Obviously, liked it, but I mean, there was a lot of good stuff this year, and we'll get into it. So yeah, I'm just surprised I didn't sneak on the list towards I, I'm the sorry. end.
1: Spoiler alert: That Adam Cole MJF time limit draw ended up as my uh, in ended up in my top twelve. I won't I won't yeah. say which one, but. Uh, well, let's get into it. Let's go match by match. Let's talk about it. Let's let's unveil suit your number 12 in the dynamite dozen.
2: All right. The number 12 match on the dynamite dozen from the August 4th edition of Rampage from Jacksonville, Florida. It's the Blackpool Combat Club versus the best friends in a parking lot fight. It's got an 8.64 on 243 total ratings. So this was uh the death of the best friends by the cowards the Blackpool Combat Club. Long
0: that was a lot of live,
2: fun. long live Sue. Yeah, what, what, that, Sue. What is your take on Sue? Uh Sue's fun. She's fine. She pulls up in a van and waves. It it is what it is. She's a great NPC. Yes, that's a perfect way to describe it.
1: Now this this was one of my favorite matches of the year. I I absolutely love the parking lot brawl and it, the best friends had a, in my opinion, the best parking lot brawl of all time against, uh, proud and powerful. Back what I don't was that during the pandemic.
2: I think it, it was. I
1: think it was. Think it was. Um, that match was fantastic. The uh, it, it gave me like um re- reminiscions of like uh John Cena Eddie Guerrero in their yeah. parking lot brawl from 2003 Smackdown which ironically was the first Smackdown like the first wrestling television show I ever watched and i got nice. Cena and Guerrero in a parking lot brawl pretty cool but yeah they just they just don't want brawl and they know how to how to go kick ass and this works so so well and the nice touch of The um, Claudio opening up every door because Orange Cassidy jumped out, um, and then Wheeler Yuta jumped out of a car. I thought was just perfect.
2: Yeah, call back to the first parking lot fight. Claudio haven't studied his tape, but uh, I can tell you, um, that first parking lot fight that is uh the 22nd top rated uh AEW match of all time. So, on the all time list, that is still up there. At number
1: 22
2: imagine so how
1: like this company has been that great for so long that it's only a 22nd
2: that's astounding yeah and yeah this one was awesome cuz you got deathmatch dustin you got trent being a maniac um, you you had chuck siphoning the gas out of a car <laughs> which was so awesome <laughs>
0: <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Man, Extremely yes. Kentucky.
2: Absolutely. And then you had, uh, yeah, just Blackpool Combat Club leaving them land, just telling them you're not in our league and just destroying Sue's van as just. Total as just jerks. like the. The, uh, return of the, uh, what's the second Star Wars? Return of the. I- no, Return Jedi. of the
1: Jedi was Jedi, okay. um, it's Vampire Strikes Back.
2: That's what it's, I mean. yes. I'm not a Star Wars guy, if you can't tell. I, <laughs> I've i seen like half of that one. <laughs> we'll have a conversation about that later, suit.
1: <laughs> All right. Any, okay. any other thoughts on this parking lot brawl before we,
2: we move on to number 11? No, I'm good. Let's hop up to number 11 on the list. Let's do it. All right, so number 11 with an 8.68 rating with 265 total ratings. From the December 9th episode of Rampage. So Rampage getting two on the list. How about that? It is John Moxley versus Kanosuke Takeshita. So this was... I'll be honest, I don't remember how this match came about, but I watched the highlights and it ruled. I watched the YouTube clip I got uh, I got paired with it, and yeah, it's Mox and Takeshita, and it was awesome. Was this
1: during the era where Takeshita was just getting all these big singles matches and he was losing them all? Just so, yes. like, that exposure on TV?
2: Yeah, because, like, the month later he had the Danielson match, which was on the... Uh, honorable mentions. That was during Danielson's run. But yeah, Takeshta was also getting uh, some shine there. And he, uh, yeah, this match was awesome. Takeshta it reminds you that Takeshita is such a great babyface. Like he's just, his moves are so explosive and he's got that just fighting energy about him. Yeah, very good stuff. It was, I think this was during like a point where like Tony Khan was like, "Yeah, yeah, Rampage matters. Here's Mock, see?" And
0: uh <laughs> I remember this show exists.
1: Yeah. One of the few yeah. Rampages this year I've watched. Spoiler alert. Uh it's Rampage has gotten so hard to watch. It's it's not NXT level. It's just it's it's like when Dark First came around, Dark ruled for like 3 weeks and it's like, "Okay, what are we doing here?" Like yeah. why, why am I why am I watching this
2: every week? I like this last week's Rampage because it was like kind of building up to the pay-per-view and building up to the other big shows too. Like there wasn't a lot of fat on this week's Rampage. And Rampage tends, because it's an hour show, one match can be like a good chunk of fat. So just keep things streamlined, keep things with important stuff. And I think that's the formula for Rampage.
1: Yeah. That's a yeah. that's a really good point. Let's move on to number 10. Because I'll I'll be honest, I remember that match and remember it being very good, but I couldn't tell you anything about it otherwise.
2: Yeah. Number 10, 8.69 rating. Nice. With a four with 416 total ratings. From the July 8th episode of Collision. It is FTR versus Bullet Club Gold. The non-title match, the non-title,
1: Yeah. interesting. I would not have guessed that they put this on. I liked that match quite a bit,
2: but yeah. Uh, I review, uh, coll- I review Collision for F4W Online as well, and I called this the first great match in Collision history because it was like it was a great match. It was just a old school, just Two teams battling it out. It felt, you know, Joe Lanza brings it up all the time. It felt like a, you know, WCW Saturday night match. These two just going out there and having this old school, just heat comeback tag match that ruled. And, you know, you wouldn't expect Jay White and Juice Robinson to like team so well, but those two, you know, they came up in the new Japan dojo together. So, Mm -hmm. and they've, been around each other forever so you know it's not that surprising once you think about it but yeah these two just came together and had a great had a great tag match here that built up to the title match the next week which spoiler alert we'll be talking about it
1: you know i remember that title match and it came came about in in a time where i was just incredibly busy i still have not watched that title match I need to oh, know man. To do that. I
2: will say that you you need to. Yes.
0: Yes, you should.
1: <laughs> As you can tell, I'm a very dedicated podcast host. Um any <laughs> any final thoughts about about this before we
2: go on? Nah, good, not good stuff. I will say that there is a jump here in uh total ratings. The next match goes up to an 8.79. So we get that first kind of. Hop in uh, quality, in well, not quality, but like rating. So I will say that as we go into number nine on the Dynamite Dozen from the January 18th episode of Dynamite uh, 8.79 on 426 total ratings. This is Brian Danielson's Road to Revolution. It is him versus <coughs> Bandito. That was a great Anderson match. Bandito. It fantastic. was fantastic. Yeah. I will
1: say this barely missed my list, and I think I think it might have been the same for you as well, Fred. The, we talked about yeah. this extensively at the time. This is Bandito should honestly have the same route as Konosuke to catch it. Just let him do cool shit for like six months. It doesn't matter if he loses, and then push the hell out of him. He
2: should yeah. and it's it's funny that his last match, his last AEW match to date was against Takeshita where he broke his wrist.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, he should yeah. be back pretty quick, his wrist, I think. You would think so.
1: It's like yeah, yeah. 8 to 16 weeks depending on a lot of factors, but he
2: did have surgery, so that might be
1: complicating it.
2: I think I saw that he's booked for like a show in Mexico in like November or December, so if... like. You know, if he's taking dates for then, he's expecting to be cleared around that time. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, hope to see him back. Bandito is cool. He's got a cool mask, and he's a very good wrestler. That's all you need.
1: Not going to lie. Other than Doki's mask, I think Bandito's got the coolest mask. Just because it's that uniqueness. And he like, Bandito, he looks like a, a
2: train robber bandit from the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. The bandana on the mask. It's, kind of, it's like a super colo with the hat stitched into the mask.
1: It's cool. Yeah, that rolled. Yeah, yes. yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. Let's move on, suit. So I believe we're on number
2: seven. Number eight. Are we number eight. Number eight. Okay. 12, 11, 10, nine. Yeah. All right. From Dynamite number 188, this got an 8.8 rating on 473 total ratings. Uh, again, May 10th, Dynamite. This was the Steel Cage match. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. The placement yeah. on here is
1: very interesting suit, mainly because the, the finish to the match wasn't exactly clean. Now, I think it worked in the context of the story, but just kind of looking at some of your research and your data, do you think that this was hindered by the fact that Don Callis came in with that screwdriver?
2: I actually think that that helped, because having such a big story beat in the match, like, it do, it kind of just, like, it makes it more memorable in your head, and it makes the match a bigger event, because something massive happened in it with, uh, you know, the split between Omega and Callus. and... Yeah, it helps that the match was great, too. You know, Omega busting through the cage with the (laughs) V-trigger. I don't know how he didn't tear his leg off like a drumstick when he fell in between the cage and the ring. But, yeah, having such a great match and then having that, like, big, like, exclamation point of the story ending, I do think... I do think that kind of... I didn't think that hindered it. I do think it helped.
0: Yeah, I thought it elevated it as well because it helped. Uh, it, it felt meaningful and not like a, a bullshit way out of a decisive finish.
1: See, I, I agree here, gentlemen. But I'm my thought process was: Did the masses agree? Because we're the smarks. We're we're the ones who are that invested, and I don't know how. Like every cage match, raider is going to be in kind of the same ballpark. So that that was kind of my thought process, but. It makes sense because the cow is coming with the screwdriver, and the screwdriver continues to come into play. And yeah. the I think it was at all in when they st- or no, it was all out where they stuck the screwdriver actually into the ring. I in thought that mat, was a great yeah. touch.
2: Well, they know about cage match, so they can't be uh, they can't be too normy, right? Know? Yeah, <laughs>
1: fair. <laughs> completely fair. <laughs>
2: Yeah. all right. So certain
0: level of sicko there. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, never
2: watch Western, they'll never be watched
0: Western
1: They'll never be watched Western Kentucky versus Troy football sicko, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
2: of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com. All right, let's head on to number seven on the list. At an 8.87 rating on 416 total ratings. From the February 1st episode of Dynamite. No holds barred match for the TNT title. It is Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe, the third one. Oh, okay. Is this I the about only?
1: Is this the only Darby Allen Samoa Joe on the list? Yes, it is. Ah, oh, disappointing. Interesting. The the I one from to... my birthday, December seventh,
2: is my personal favorite of that trilogy. Same. Now I can tell you, I do have an extensive <clears throat> list with more matches on there, as like a. Uh, like a match consideration list to get everything together. And I will tell you that uh, Darby and Joe just missed the honorable mentions. It's like about 10 spots down. It had an 8.15 rating. Wow, so 8.15. That that must have really sucked. <laughs> yeah, only four. Only four. Oh. Uh, what did the Seattle match rate? Because I know that... Because the... Um, Darby and Joe from Your Birthday was the first one. And yeah, then they, they had, had the match one, in Seattle. I'm on 1-4. And I'm trying to find that one. Did I not get the rate I think that was the that weakest one? one of the bunch, if I recall correctly. Yeah, that one might not have made the list in general. I'll double-check cage match to be sure, but... I will check and see. Do 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 matches? Match constellation only singles matches. TNT title Samoa Joe title change. Dynamite one seventy. Nope, seven point six five. So I wouldn't have even put that on the on the listing. All right. Oh wow. Yeah. We're learning. So there anything. you go. But yeah, this one, uh, I went five stars on this. This is gonna be on my match of the year list. But yeah, it when a match gives you the same feeling that Samoa Joe Necro Butcher does, yep, you, you give it five stars. That's at least my headcanon on things. Fun fact, I watched
1: Samoa Joe Necro Butcher for the first time a few months ago. I was like, what in the world am I watching? And yeah the The finish was so great because Necro Butcher still wanted to
2: go kill him, and it was that match was just phenomenal. I gotta watch that match again today. Just talking about it now. I gotta carve some time. Well, luckily it's only about fifteen
1: minutes long. That's the nice part about it. Uh, All right, we are up now to number six.
2: I like how we talk. I like how we talked more about Joe Necro Butcher than Joe Darby.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: saving a little bit on that one.
2: So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So number six on the list at an 8.94 rating with 361 total votes from the January 25th episode of Dynamite. It was the Jay Briscoe tribute match, Jay Lethal versus Mark Briscoe. Let me
1: ask you this, suit, because we had a long discussion on the show about this match because it's it's such a unique match because it, there's so much emotion and so, so many unfortunate circumstances surrounding it. Did you yeah. give this match a traditional star rating?
2: I don't think I did, no. Like, I, if I were to, like put one on there. I'd go like four and a quarter if memory serves. But like, tribute matches are weird because it's just like, you know, that's not the, like, you're not in the mind frame to be like, thinking of a match like that kind of critically or more just emotionally watching it and just you know, you're going along with it and like, feeling what the guys are feeling and kind of kind of like I don't want to say like mourning, but you're like celebrating the you know, celebrating the match and celebrating the life of the person that they're honoring. I remember on the first Dynamite Dozen um, one of the matches that I think it was like hot, um like top five or something was the six-man tag from the Brody Lee Memorial show. It was Hangman and the Dark Order versus MJF, Santana, and Ortiz. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, just writing about uh, seeing little Brody hit MJF with the uh, kendo stick and just having the big smile on his face and just being like, you know what? Maybe this stuff isn't so stupid if a kid whose dad died a week ago can, like, smile and, like, laugh at something. Like after losing his dad, it's like, you know, maybe this, maybe this is a useful
1: thing to have, you know? Yeah. We were kind of in the same boat. I can't remember if you actually rated it, Fred. I couldn't because it was just, yeah. yeah. And it was just such a, such a weird dichotomy to discuss and decipher out because it's, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I, I
0: was there live for it and, uh, I, I call it the the crying in the club corollary.
2: Um, <laughs>
0: basically, uh, if I'm like moved to tears by a match, it's five stars. So uh, <laughs> unless it's like the bad tears, uh, but that's not really a thing that's happened. But yeah, like it was so emotional in the building that I, like it's got to go on the list of like just the all time classics. Uh, and I, I worry it's kind of being forgotten a little bit, but it was and you know it's just a really
2: special moment. Yeah, and. You know, I wrote the blurb for this match already that, like, it happening on, Jay's, on Brisco, Jay Briscoe's birthday and it being Mark's, you know, first time on Dynamite and it coming after, you know, the emotion of, like, hearing that Mark Briscoe was still, like, not going to be allowed on the show and then hearing that he would be and then the whole, you know, the whole show being a tribute to Jay was, you know getting all those emotions out was, it was a nice moment to have. Yeah, it really was.
1: It was, I remember when CM Punk joined the company, he said the, the deciding factor of him joining was the tribute show to Brody Lee. And I hope Tony never has to do another one, but he has done a phenomenal job with the two tribute shows that he's, he has done thus far. And it's, it's, I don't know how to frame this, but it's, it's unfortunate that he's really good at it.
2: It's bad that that they have to happen. yeah, but it's good that they just know how to do them they know how to do them.
1: Mm-hmm. you
2: know It's something you don't want to have to be good at, but it's good that he's good at. It. Yes. Yeah. all right,
1: suit, so we're up to number five, I believe. What is your number five match on the
2: Dynamite dozen? We are at the top five, so with an 8.95 rating on 314 votes from the December 28th edition of Dynamite New Year's Smash, I believe this was in Denver, if memory serves me correct there, but it was game six of the best of seven, balls count anywhere, Death Triangle versus The Elite.
1: Do 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 do
2: do 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 do. Gotta get the Roma
1: <laughs> rock in there.
2: Fantastic.
1: I'll be honest; I remember absolutely nothing about this match, but I remember it being really, really good. I, I, I don't remember anything from games three through six, but I could tell you the the finishes to both games one and two.
2: Game three until the uh, games three and four. I remember they cheated in four because Omega wanted to, like, just let's have the weapons matches from here on out. And, yeah, game six, this was, uh, that was this one. And this was the one that had Omega, uh, the finish was Omega hitting the one-winged angel, like, off a part of the stage on pack to win it. And, uh, yeah, this, you know, once It was they a wild
0: brutal brawl. Game-
2: it was, it started in the back and then, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure, uh, Matt Jackson did the, um, the locomotion down the ramp, the, um uh, rolling back suplexes and, um, but yeah, you know, once they got to the, uh, stipulation matches with these matches, that's when it like picked up and then you had match seven, which was, uh which I thought was the peak of it, but it's in the honorable mentions, and this one's number five on the whole dang list.
1: I think what's cool about that is everybody was rating each match in a vacuum, and at, yeah. like most of these ratings come in within 24, 48 hours. So they're saying, okay, we loved this match at this level, and when you kind of compile them all together, it's a little surprising, but
2: it we're not ranking them at the end of it. Now, I want to check my... Um, Match consideration. Let's to see because I think there was okay. Match two, the one in Chicago, that was one, two, three, four, five, six spots away from the uh, honorable mentions. I got an eight point two, so that was the next closest of the seven. Okay, so yeah, good stuff from them. All yeah, right, the top. Best oh, of Seven ahead.
1: series are great when you have great people in them. I still remember it, the Chris Benoit, Booker T, Best of Seven from WCW. Yeah.
2: Isn't it funny how that works? Just let good wrestlers wrestle a bunch and they have good matches. Yeah. Booking
1: wrestling is easy.
2: <laughs> uh, speaking of letting good uh, great wrestlers wrestle, we'll move on to number four on the list. Uh, every match from here on in has a, uh, at least a nine rating on cage match. This has a 9.02 with 437 total ratings. From the championship fight night episode of Dynamite from February 8th, it is Brian Danielson completing his road to revolution when he went one on one with Rouge. So Rouge getting a top four spot. On the Locker room leader
1: game. Roosh there.
2: There you go.
1: Stabilizing influence Roosh.
2: <laughs>
1: Roosh was phenomenal in this match. and Oh, yes. consider. I remember when he came into the company, everybody was like, I don't want to deal with this bullshit. It's, it's just not going to be worth it. And then he comes in and he's doing a bunch of television jobs. Like He's been great. And the best part is it's not like that Hulk Hogan bullshit where Every time three hits, that shoulder's popping off the mat. It's dude, he's he's been it's a just team doing player, jobs, and he's he's been great. And I think what he realizes if he does jobs in America it doesn't mean shit when he goes back to Mexico. <laughs> hey, he's still a huge star in Mexico. So I I loved this match, and I would love to see Roosh in more matches like this. I think we're gonna get to see a potential like. Um, Roosh versus MJF match at some point with I believe it's La Faction and Gobernable were the ones that attacked. No, it would be them against Jay White, not MJF. I'm dumb, yeah. um, but I think they were the ones behind the masks, and I'm excited to kind of see where that goes. But Roosh has been great, and I hope he gets used more. I know he signed a new contract with AEW, and I think look, he's been on paternity cons-
2: leave. I think, yeah. yeah, I think he's been on paternity leave.
1: Well good for them giving him paternity leave i know hangman page got it i don't know how much they're given but i know hangman at least had like a month because then he came back and we won the title but yeah
2: it's roosh we saw him at all out uh it it was the videos with uh lfi with preston and uh uh drilistico getting kidnapped and we saw roosh uh, back at all out so you know maybe it's them i will take roosh versus mjf And I want Roosh to win because he's awesome. I just Um, realized
0: that that LFI may have been just wanting to take Jay White to a crazy weekend in Tijuana. And uh, (laughs) just just a big
2: misunderstanding. It's possible, man. That is possible. But Roosh has been, like, I didn't get it with Roosh. Like, when he signed, I was one of those people like, okay, let's see how this works out. And it's worked out great. He's been awesome. He's been so great. And, like, he had that Jungle Boy match, which, like, didn't make sense, but it was still great, like, mm-hmm. before Double or Nothing. And, like, yeah, I can't wait for him to come back, because I think he's going to be, you know, I think he's going to be on a collision. Uh, he's going to be on that collision uh, roster, and it's going to be, I'm going to get to uh, a few Roosh matches. And that's going to be awesome. Cause Roosh is great, and Brian Danielson is also very good at wrestling. Shocker! As he's on, as he's on like uh, four of these matches.
1: And what he's wrestled like a total of in singles matches like eight times in the past twelve months. Like, yeah, just a remarkable hit rate for Brian Danielson. Speaking of, is he in
2: your number three match? Uh, he is not. I will tell you what number three is. Uh, It has a 9.12 rating on 515 total ratings. From the December 21st episode of AEW Dynamite, the Holiday Bash Edition. For the AEW Women's World title, it is Hikaru Shida versus Jamie Hayter.
1: Hell yeah. I there just, just fell out of my top
2: 12, sadly. Uh, I loved that match. Yeah, I just watched the highlights of it. It ruled. Jamie hater. I miss her so much. Yeah, bring She's her. She awesome. Needs to get better soon, like now. Uh <sighs> I hope, man. Cause he's great, and she was just she had he was just having great matches with Tony Storm and Cheetah. And I would love to see her versus Mercedes when they're both, you know, when their limbs are sewn back on. Oh, God, that that would be incredible. Yeah. Oh, God. I want it. I want it so bad. But, yeah, this was awesome. It is the highest rated women's match uh, on the list. I don't think it's the highest a women's match is ranked on the Dynamite Dozen. I believe uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa finished second. On the first list, I should probably know this because I do the lists. But <laughs> uh, it's been uh, three years since I wrote the uh, the first one, so I don't have it off the top of my head. But yeah, Sheeta versus Hater, great stuff. And yeah, I will. Uh, unless you guys have uh, anything else to say on that one, I can move on to the silver medalists. Let's for, do the silver medalist uh, for the Dynamite Dozen. Uh, a nine point one three rating on five hundred and fifty total ratings from the March twenty second episode of Dynamite from I believe Kansas City. The Dream Match: Kenny Omega versus El Hijo del Vikingo. Number two on the list.
1: Interesting. I thought this would end up being number one. So now I'm curious what number one is going to be.
2: It was for a long time. It was a runaway number one for a minute. Things kind of uh, more ratings came in and that average slipped down. Um, It was still number one for a good while, but we got one that beat it out. But yeah, it's Omega and Vikingo. That match is incredible. It's one of the best TV matches of all time. Um, anyone asking what the story is can kick rocks, choke on the dust too. I don't care. You're lame. But,
1: but suit, I don't know who El Hijo Del Vikingo is. How am I supposed to care?
2: Well, I know who Dominic Mysterio is and he sucks. So <laughs> go watch him. Go watch him trip over his feet and, you know, what? and listen to him get booed as they turn up the mics on that. Like, Go do that. I will watch this. This isn't for you, if that's a question. It's not for you. Go yeah,
0: ahead. Uh, this one is going to finish, like as of right now, in the top three matches of, for me on the year, period. So I, I obviously adored this.
1: Um, yeah, I gave this five stars. And I, I think I've given almost ten matches five stars this year. Because I'm an absolute sicko-brained individual. But, I broke the scale. Because I I, I do that bullshit. But, yeah. Yeah. We got Fred Meltzer in the house today. Yeah. Um, If I remember... Go ahead, Suit.
2: Uh, Sometimes I do the 5+, plus, where it's like a... Okay, this is one of the best matches I've ever seen. Like, this will live with me forever. Like, my 5... My scale is... 5 is a match of the year. It's going to Mm -hmm. be on my top 10. Yeah. Like... Danielson Sabre, that's a five. That's going to be on my yeah, list. I agree I with have, that, yeah. I think I have nine fives this year. I have...
0: Uh, I, I, I'm a lighter grader. There's Fred Flation. I'm stealing Griffin's gimmick, allegedly. But uh, <laughs> I, I have 19 at five, uh, and six of those are
2: are over five. Scale so, breakers? Yeah. There you go. Hey, it's your scale.
0: Say, same like function as your ear+ basically, is just, yeah. you know, like,
2: these are, like, uh, among the
0: best of all time, so.
2: Yeah, like, you know, I don't get people who get mad at Dave for, like, rating matches high, like, he liked the, the match, what do you want him yeah. to do about it, like, mm-hmm. it's his scale, you have your own, like, yeah, move on, these people, don't require thought.
0: People obsessed with the, uh, <laughs> The Michael is Undertaker match getting four and three quarters are oh absolute weirdos. God.
1: Yeah, exactly. They, Please they go outside. Cramming up their cram holes, just like LeFleur. Uh, <laughs> if I remember correctly with this match, this was the debut of the America Ropes in Independence, Missouri, right?
2: Mm. I couldn't tell you. I, I don't recall. I, don't I never noticed what, those things. I don't care what color the ropes are. Just, you know. Have good matches in them, and I don't... They're fine. Yeah,
1: I agree, I but it, it, for some reason that's resonating with me that it, it correlates, but I spray digress. Pa-
2: have the, I, I remember saying this at the time. Have the outcast spray paint them green. It wouldn't make a difference. <laughs> I don't care.
1: That Well, uh, I don't know if you need that much spray on your television screen, but you'll get it.
2: Yeah, we'll get it. Sue, so, what's number one? Number one the best match of AEW's fourth fiscal year. Sure. It was 19 to 20. Yeah. I should again, I should know this. It um fourth, fourth yes. Year. At with a nine point four five rating. So this is three a whole three tenths higher than uh, Omega Vikingo. rating on 555 total ratings. From the July 15th episode of Collision. Tyler, you might want to get this match watched. It's FTR (laughs) versus Bullet Club Gold for the AEW World Tag Team titles. Best of three falls.
1: I deserve that. I deserve that. But I, I still have to finish watching Wrestle Dream from Sunday night. I only got the last two matches watched. That uh, listen, I remember hearing all the all the hoopla about it, and it's not shocking. A nine point four five—that's that's hefty. Where is that on all time? Because I think the highest rated match on cage match is what like a nine point six three.
0: Yeah, that's got to be top one hundred all time.
2: I can check for you real quick. Let me—I
0: actually have a pulled up right now. Uh, <laughs> there you go. It is, Uh, It doesn't make the top uh, 100. Uh, The cutoff is 9.45, which is uh, Kinta and Loki from ROH in 2005.
2: Okay, so it's the same rating as the the 100th rated match. Yeah,
0: it's just whatever
1: number, uh, you know, whatever division tiebreaker down they do. Um, Yeah, I'm glad you guys are looking up the stuff on Cage Match because I can't navigate that site with the crap. I don't know what it is. Uh, Maybe it's just that I'm stupid. But I'm relatively tech savvy, and it just drives me bonkers.
2: That's but uh, I believe that would be, like, wh- like, it's one of the best TV matches of all time. Like, I had it, I think I gave both the tag matches, like, the same rating. I think I went four, and... A quarter or four and a half on both of them because I love the first match. The second one, it there was a lot of let's call it in the ring kind of kind of dead time, but that is nitpicking a great match. Like it was still a great match. I'm not mad at like it winning the. I'm not like confused at it being number one. Like I get it. It was fantastic. Uh, you had the two falls, and then you had the drama of the third fall, because it was... This is a long one, Tyler. This one rubbed up on the hour. But, yeah, the drama at the end of it was, you know, it was fantastic. It t- took up a whole hour of a uh, collision. And I it was smart, because they had a battle of the belts at the... This was a collision that led into a battle of the belts. But you had a whole hour of it with just one match. So that it felt like you had a two hour show afterwards. So it was nice formatting there. And then, yeah, this match was fantastic. I'm so happy that Juice Robinson is like a player again. That, like, because he, like, this time last year, Juice felt just dead in the water in New Japan. Like, he was doing, like, he had just finished that G1 where he wasn't doing anything. And, You know, he came over and he didn't feel like anything anymore, but like he's he's bounced back. He's had some great matches. I love the Andrade match from Collision this past week. People are getting into him and that's good because I was I was really into Juice on his way up in New Japan. And I'm glad I'm glad he's in this new environment. He's thriving in it. He's he's great. Yeah,
1: Juice is He's, his eccentricness is just fantastic. I, it's, I love how people like him just feel so genuine. It just feels natural. It doesn't feel like he's forcing anything. He's just rock hard, Juice Robinson. And you believe it. You don't think he's putting on some sort of act. He's, he's just being himself.
2: He feels like a maniac is what he feels like, like, (laughs) He tones it down sometimes but when he turns it up it's all the way up. But yeah, yeah uh, I uh I navigated cage match and I found that this is the seventh highest rated match of the year uh on cage uh on cage match in the world. Seventh highest in the world for 2023. Uh it is only behind a bunch of bigs like your matches of the year singles matches. So you know it's the highest rated tag match. It is uh behind uh Nakajima Miyahara from Noah, uh Naito and Osprey from the G1, uh the two Omega Osprey matches, uh MJF Danielson and MJF and uh Danielson Saber. Okay. Yeah, so that is the class of match this was in and <clears throat> we got it for free on TV folks never forget that that's the point of this dynamite dozen we got this stuff for free yeah it was wild it's on your cable TV you just watch it it's there and you're getting matches on the level of the best matches of the year excellent, yeah, we- st- excellent stuff I gotta check They had a Mascara Dorada Teton match from a little while ago. I I think it was this past weekend. I got to check that out because that is uh, 16th on the list. I got to go check that out. Whoa. Yeah.
1: How many ratings?
2: Uh, I just closed it out.
1: It's got to be less than
0: 100, right? Probably. CMLL is not rated very much on Cage Match, unfortunately.
2: I should check match the match guide twenty twenty three. Yeah, because that Teton Lightning match you sent me, Fred, was excellent. Mm-hmm. If you want more, I, I got it. And CMLL and Rev Pro, I got to get into those more because. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got to Rev Pro yet, sadly, but uh, I have. I have the on demand. I still haven't seen the anniversary show, but I need to. Uh, it's yeah, at
0: eighteen votes on yeah. and
2: Teton. Yes, under uh it is just under Hangman versus Mox in the Texas Death match, which has 739 votes. So a little a little bit of a disparity there. Yeah. But yeah, that's your list. So uh if you want, I could just read the 12 in order and uh as a nice clean like cut. Let's do it. Sure. All right, so number twelve. Uh, the Blackpool Combat Club versus the best friends in the parking lot fight. Number eleven, John Moxley versus Kenosuke Takeshita. Number ten, FTR versus Bullet Club Gold One. Number nine, Bandito versus Brian Danielson. Number eight, the Steel Cage match, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Number seven, TNT title match, no holds barred. Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe three, number six the Jay Briscoe tribute match Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal, number five game six of the best of seven falls count anywhere Death Triangle versus the Elite, number four Brian Danielson versus Roosh. number three Hikaru Shida versus Jamie Hayter for the AEW Women's World Title. Number two, Kenny Omega versus El Hijo del Vikingo, and number one, best of three falls for the AEW World Tag Team Titles, FTR versus Bullet Club Gold.
1: Any surprises in their suit that you, that you see because you you spend all year compiling this stuff?
2: The surprises for me was Sheeta and Hater rating so high. That one. I wouldn't have been surprised if that one made the list, but that one being third, that one, when I release the list, like uh, when I release the written list and like people see it on the site, that one's going to be like, whoa, yeah, I forgot about that one. That's going to be the, oh, how about that one? That's going to be that match for a lot of people. I think.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, Fred, Fred, Let's run through our list real quick and then I'd, yeah. I'd love to get I'd love to get Suit's reaction to it and kinda and maybe have some talk about how they disparage and then we can get out of here. I'll let you go first, sir. Sure. Yeah, I can we,
2: tell are, we, are, you,
0: okay. I, I can tell
2: you where uh, I can tell you where the match ended up on the uh on the compilation that I have. There we go. Uh,
0: you want to bounce back and forth, Tyler, twelve <laughs> twelve, eleven,
1: eleven. Ah, uh, let's 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 keep it simple. Just go through sure yours, can. I'll go through mine.
0: All right, uh, my top 12. Uh, I I have gone uh, full suit. I have included matches from Rampage and Collision. Uh, Number 12 was Blood and Guts from July 19th. I just thought that was a blast and worth mentioning in the last spot there. Number 11 was the uh, murder of Darby Allen by Samoa Joe on the December 7th Dynamite. Uh, 10th was the best two two out of three falls match. uh, Jay White and Juice Robinson against FTR on Collision. Number nine was John Moxley and Kadosuke Takeshita on the December 9th Rampage. Number eight was Tomohiro Ishii and Chris Jericho on the November 23rd Dynamite. Uh, number seven for me was Brian Danielson and Kadosuke Takeshita on January 11th on Dynamite. Number six was the Elite versus Death Triangle in Game Six, the uh, Wild Brawl December 28th Dynamite. Number five was Brian Danielson against Rush on February 8th. Number four was Brian Danielson against Ricky Starks on Collision on uh, September 23rd. I don't think that uh, uh, suit mentioned that, which was a big surprise to me because I thought that match absolutely rocked. I went four and three quarter stars on that. Um, number three was the Elite versus Death Triangle on match uh, on J- January 11th in Game Seven. Uh, number two was the Cry in the Club special: uh, Jay Lethal versus Mark Briscoe on January 25th. It was just a really special uh, match, uh, very emotional and, uh, you know, just very you know, unique in a good way um, and a sad way too. Uh, and then number one I thought was Kenny Omega versus Bakingo uh, on March 22nd. I thought that was just absolutely a fantastic match, a great outing for Vikingo uh, to show what he's capable of and just really impressive.
2: All right. I need to make a slight update to the list. I forgot to have uh, to check. Of course, it was on one of the last collisions before I finished this list.
0: You fooled. Um, (laughs) No, this definitely happens when you're working with data like this.
2: Yeah. Quick update. This match... um, All right. Hangman Mox 2 is off of the Honorable Half Dozen. This match... This match will finish number one on the Honorable Half Dozen. It is at an 8.59. God damn it. All right. <laughs> Wait, I got more to do. <laughs> what spot I was
0: this in? I'm sorry. Or w- will this be in? I should uh, this
2: was a 8.5. Uh, all right. So the rating is at 8.59. So that is going to be just above the Cole MJF Eliminator match. Okay. Yeah, I forgot to check that one because that was a very good match. It
0: happens, man. All, all right. right. Sorry to ruin your day po-
2: accidentally. It's all good. I got to – because I – oh, man. I got the, uh, the, uh, the column formatted out, too, so I got to bump everything down. It's fine. I'll just change the numbers. Brian Danielson versus Ricky Starts. So that's, what, one, two, three, four. It's his fourth match in the top 18. That guy's very good at this. <laughs> uh,
0: I think he might be uh, Might be something. <laughs> it's a shame he was retired for almost a decade.
2: God, they didn't know what to do with him. He was a goat. He was a goat, mogul.
0: They made him a literal goat. Flying goat.
2: Oh, I hate boy. that company so much. God <laughs> no. I I hope Dana White gets them in like super trouble and they just <laughs> everything goes <laughs> to hell. I just want I'm another petty. mega billionaire
1: to buy up the roster and then we can just yeah give like give voices of wrestling the book. <sighs> like we could book a better product e- even in the chaos that is the the office slack we could we could all
2: collectively book a better product than wwe it's yeah fun. but jeff would want to bring in like jeff would want to bring in uh Barnett and make a world champ, and it would just go downhill from
0: there. He talked himself out of that pretty quickly when he was uh, reminded of Hideki Suzuki. <laughs> so we just need to like keep that in a break glass in case of emergency situation. If he gets to a ish he'd just be like, "Oh yeah, we got to bring in the shooters," and just be like, "Oh Hideki Suzuki," you say, you know? I think we are, are we talking about that
1: for Andy here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, all I'll, right. This I'll is in,
2: this is this is two inside baseball. Yeah, this is awful.
1: <laughs> two inside <laughs> baseball. All right, I I will go through my list. Um, I have a couple matches on here that I'm surprised did not make either of your lists. Um, <clears throat> number twelve from the June 14th episode of Dynamite, the Hung Bucks versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, number eleven, Jamie Hader versus Shikaru Shida from 1221. Ten. I liked the one on my birthday more, but I rated this one higher. Darby Allen versus Samoa Joe on one four on, on yeah, the that Seattle a, show. Yeah. Um nine, John Moxley, hangman page from February 1st. I believe that was the hangman roll-up. Um number eight, uh, the elite versus death round game seven. Number seven, blood and guts from July nineteenth. Number six, the tribute match, Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. Number five, Chris Jericho versus Tomohiro Ishii. Number four, Adam Cole versus MJF's time limit draw from that six fourteen show, which has two matches on this list. Number three, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley cage match from five ten. Number two, Brian Danielson versus Roosh from February eighth, and number one, Kenny Omega versus El Hio del Vikingo from June or sorry, March twenty second. I did not have any rampage or collision on this list because I just went off dynamite. Now I feel like a dumbass. So I betrayed you. (laughs)
0: That was was my mid episode typing. All
2: right. Uh, I do want to talk about some some of the matches you guys had that uh, didn't make uh, the total list. Uh, Blood and Guts uh, finished with an 8.16 rating. Um... There, uh, the Eddie Kingston Claudio Castagnoli match from Grand Slam that had an 8.2. So these are, uh, just off of the um, the honorable six that I got. Um, Chris Jericho versus Roderick Strong falls count anywhere. That was well, now it is the second, um, it is the second match that just missed the list because qu- the quick update. Has bumped everything under it down a little bit. Um, I believe the next high, the um, there was the Hater Sheeta match that was at the top of the list. The next highest rated uh, women's match on the list was uh, Jamie Hader versus Emmy Sakura from the January twenty seventh Rampage. That had an eight point two as well, so the same rating as Kingston Castagnoli and uh, Game Two, uh, Death Triangle versus the Elite. Uh, anything else that would have caught my eye? Um, Hung Bucks versus Blackpool Combat Club for the from the June Fourteenth Dynamite that had an eight point oh nine rating. Um, the uh, double jeopardy match Castagnoli versus Phoenix, where they're uh, starting off the, the show bouncing in the ring. Uh, that actually has a seven point nine nine on uh, on cage match. Buddy Matthews versus Andrade in the latter match at a 7.98. That was from the uh, July 29th collision. And anything else? Oh, yes. The highest rated CM Punk match on the list uh, was from the June 24th episode of Collision, episode two. It was Bullet Club Gold versus FTR Punk and Ricky Starks at a 7.94. So I just. Felt like that was uh, worth mentioning. And then because I felt like it and because the match aired for free uh, Eddie Kingston versus Junakiyama from the Full Gear Zero Hour got uh, a 7.86 so it didn't make the list but I just checked it out. And then a match that was on the list for a little bit from the December 14th Winter is Coming Dynamite It ended up at a 7.84. Chris Jericho versus Action Andretti. Ooh, That match was on the list for a little bit. It fell down, but yeah, that was a good one. Some of this is just
1: fascinating to me and how how you can parse all the data and the matches you wouldn't expect to end up high or low end up in the reverse order. And I think that's really cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah, this
2: is fun. It's cool. It's fun. I love doing yeah. this every year. And, you know, it is a hassle because of the year split. I have to check last year from October to December and then do this year on top of it. But I go through the hassle because this is fun and I like doing it.
1: Well, at least the nice part about the first set of data you have to collect is it doesn't change once, once you that's hit right. January. So that's kind of nice. Suit we greatly appreciate you taking the time and discussing this. So this is one of our favorite episodes that we do every year. And it's always cool to look back on some of the matches that you completely forgot were great. And yeah. lo and behold, they were great. Um, Suit, so where can the people find you and where can they find this beautiful piece of work, which I believe drops on Wednesday?
2: Yes, it will drop for the uh, anniversary. Episode of Dynamite. The actual anniversary was uh, yesterday, but they're gonna doing the anniversary show tomorrow because you know that's a Wednesday. Um, you can find me on Twitter and all Twitter variants and offshoots at Suit Williams. Uh, you can find my work at VoicesOfWrestling.com. That is where the Dynamite Dozen will be posted tomorrow. You are getting the uh, the uh, the scoop on it on a good, the bad, and the hungry. But you can see a written version of it along with video clips and uh, little blurbs. You can see that uh, tomorrow on VoiceTheWrestling.com. And then uh, you can find me also on F4W online as well. I cover Ring of Honor TV and pay-per-view. And I also cover um, AEW Collision weekly.
1: Hell yeah, that is the legend himself, Suit Williams, here on The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry, debuting his original creation the Dynamite doesn't. Make sure you go check it out on the site. It'll have some more interesting data points and analysis from suit uh, on top of what we already talked about today. It's honestly the perfect compliment to this show and make sure you check us out. Make sure that you check out all of his great work at F4W online and voices of wrestling, including the entire Brockumentary series, which if you have not checked it out is an absolute must read from suit and Fred. I'm Tyler. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back later this week with a full review of Wrestle Dream. Take care. Have a good one. Hello, Voices of
0: Wrestling listener. Dave Ryan here. Have you ever wondered to yourself how many hidden gems are hidden away inside the last years of World Championship Wrestling? Have you ever asked yourself how many tenuous gags can be made about the name Mike Enos? And have you ever thought about what it sounds like for two Irishmen to interpret a very chaotic company through its B-show? The answers to all this and more are just a click away. Check out Days of Thunder every second Thursday on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network.